You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his perfumes. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> And the uh, last one that they have remaining is uh, Fiona Shaw's interview. Uh, let's see. The first question for Fiona is, could you walk us through what happens to Carolyn in season three? And her response is, the biggest change for Carolyn this season is what we see into her mysterious world of leaving the office and disappearing. This time, the audience gets to follow her home. There's also a very emotional arc for her throughout the whole series. I don't think anyone will see it coming through. <laughs> Certainly I didn't. Uh, the effect is quite challenging because she's not the kind of person to respond to something so emotional in an obvious way. It's been quite hard to do. I sure hope that it's not talking about um, Kenny's death that no one saw coming. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's seen it coming. Uh, next question for Fiona. How did it feel to be back for a third season? Her response it was just bliss being back for the third season as it was for the second season. It's a huge privilege to work with the same people again, mm. the same crew, some of the same directors, and of course, the same actors. Uh, you got this marvelous sense of camaraderie. The writing by Suzanne Heathcote was so new and almost like playwriting. Uh, in some aspects, it makes the series deeper than our previous ones and That's a bit more complicated. Playwright would indicate wordy. Which, all right. I feel like Killing Eve was already pretty with the I, script, but um, perhaps that implies more exposition than action in certain things. But I already guessed with the six month jump, they would be living in exposition. So that seems to confirm it a little bit. And where we are. Okay. In some respects, it makes the series deeper than our previous ones and a bit more complicated. We've got, we've all got involved with each other in a much more complicated way. Constantine and Carolyn have some very interesting scenes. Uh, the home life of Carolyn has been the hugest challenge, and there are some really surprising aspects to it. Hmm. Uh, next question for Carol, uh, for Fiona. Carolyn is a figure whose past is shrouded in mystery. Do you create a whole backstory to help you understand her better? Fiona's response. Uh, this type of writing works best when there's an aura of mystery, but uh, there are lots of logical things that you that get you into the moment. Uh, clearly, Carolyn and Constantine have a have had a huge relationship in the past, and and that gets really exposed in the series. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. That's mm. a line. That that makes me think of the Geraldine thing that you were bringing up. Clearly, Carolyn and Constantine have had a huge relationship in the past, and that gets really exposed in this series. So that's I just want to know why Suzanne <laughs> is writing fanfic. I just want to know why she took a grab bag of fanfic, except for the part where Villanelle and Eve smash and decided to put in season three. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Smashing the kids doesn't happen in six, seven, eight. I'm just saying, Suzanne, if we're out here just doing whatever the fuck, could we do whatever the fuck we want sapphically as well, please? Yes, thank you. It would be nice. Would be nice. Really? Okay. Mm. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the but of course, people remember things slightly differently to each other. What Carolyn remembers about the relationship may not be what Constantine remembers. 
I think that's true of many people. Uh, there's more reference to Carolyn's earlier relationship, her marriages. Uh, with each series, you dig up the hinterland of the characters in a bigger way. And by the end, there'll be a quite a tapestry of the past that the audience has never seen. Uh, the question that Fiona is, Carolyn and Constantine's relationship is far from straightforward. And Fiona's response Carolyn and Constantine are the two adults of the series. <laughs> and wow. they have a more sophisticated and ambiguous relationship. It's not uh, ambiguous. They fuck. Right. Like, that's not ambiguous at all. I they guess, sometimes work together and they sometimes play together and sometimes they do both at the same time. We may be younger, but we understand we what get mommy it. and daddy we do. Get it. It's fine. Uh, let's see. Within their work life, which is the instability of all spy worlds, you trust a person only as far as you trust them. Uh, maybe not as far as you throw them. <laughs> Carolyn both trusts Constantine. He lived in our house last season and doesn't trust him. So they mm. have this strange intimacy that is both intimate, but also slightly hostile. Uh, it's full of nooks and crannies and mountains and troughs. Well, I mean, I knew that Carolyn don't trust nobody because she keeps everything to her chest. And the next question to Fiona, uh, how has it been working with Kim? And Fiona's response, I've adored working with Kim over the last three years. He's a very unique actor who worked from a very strange process. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is almost in constant rehearsal. Oh, that's interesting. So method, okay. Yeah, um, that's method. Well, I usually try and mine the language for as much meaning as possible. He barely works from the language. He works from feeling and he gives and it gives him this uh, unique and remarkable manner in every scene. Mm. You literally don't know what he's going to do next. And the next question for Fiona. How has it been working with Sandra and Jody over the last three years? And Fiona's response. At the very beginning, when we started Killing Eve, Sandra was always screaming at me about Medina, oh wait, about Medea, which she had seen me perform on Broadway. I always felt very much the elder of the group, but we all now grown up together, so we're very much like a family in that regard. Sometimes Sandra and I go to the theater together on our nights off. Aww. That is adorable. Wish I, hope... I could come to the theater with you ladies, but I, I can be sophisticated. I, yes, <laughs> I won't be interrupting your bathroom break to get an autograph during right? intermission. Right? <sighs> Let's see, wait. Okay, mm, though that has... But wait, let's see. Though that becomes a bit public now, uh, we've all got to know each other very well over time. This season, I have my very first proper big scene with Jody. Proper big scene with Jody. Okay, okay. Uh, I've been looking forward to that to no end, and it certainly didn't disappoint. Jody and I have had great fun together, but we mainly meet in makeup trailers. We go to ceremonies and opening nights, which is not a bad way to know someone. Oh, and we get no. on very well. So, like, yeah. So, I guess besides that one scene in series one that was just footage of her entering the room that Jody was in, like, they really don't have too many that are just one on one. Well, that's one. unfortunate right. for this season yet again that they're obviously not in the same room for any extended period of time, which I am going to wait. But I'm just going to say that that aspect of this preview does not please me at all. At all. There better be another sapphic hoe getting close to right. one of these bitches while they're away from each other. But And next question for Fiona is, what do you think people love about this show? And uh, Fiona's response, 
I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge gave us characters that never behaved on a track. It was always something oblique, particularly my character, which always had some non sequitur or something seemingly irrelevant to say. But it opened doors in the mind of, it opened doors in the mind about who the person was. Uh, in that way, the writing is quite Shakespearean, in that you know the people are not just functionalities at this point, in that you know the people are not just functionar. That says functionaries? Functionaries. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Functionaries. I'm not looking at the word. All right. Maybe it's... Um, and that you know the people are not just functionaries of the plot, but are much bigger in the mind. Uh, when it got off to that great start, it meant that the audience enjoyed spending time with those people. Even the most banal scenes to do with office work suddenly become delightful because you know that they are witty people. They are interesting and slightly zany. But they're not trapped in that either. I suppose it's both serious and funny. Um, the next question for Fiona. What can we expect from Killing Eve this season? Fiona's response. The audience are very quick and know everything that could possibly happen. But I think they're going to get something that they didn't expect this season. Like all this press all at once. Uh, she continues. It's quite <laughs> remarkable in that it's become more serious and in many ways more funny. It's as if the elements that already exist have been expanded. We start pulling at the characters and making them failures where they seem successes. Serious where you thought they were funny or despondent where you hoped they were optimistic. Mm. Cynical. Wow, she is good. Cynical when you thought they were hopeful. It has been very interesting seeing them morph and develop and watching how the worlds that they are in are beginning to close in on them. And next question for Fiona. What are your favorite costumes from the show and why? Fiona's response. The jacket. No, I don't know. <laughs> I was so surprised when Phoebe DeGuy, who was our first costume designer, began to get the most astonishing items. We went to Liberty and bought a militaristic but Kingfisher blue coat. And everyone loved that coat. This is for, well, I mean, I was about to say, then Carolyn's the only one who got cool coats right. this season. Because if Snuffleupagus is one of them, Lord. looks like a Burning Man outfit <laughs> if you go into a furry party. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. That was a deep, <laughs> specific poll of a party. But believe me, if you've been to any Burning Man or right. anything like this, you you see it in your head right now. And yeah. I'm sorry. It's, it's there. It's not moving. It's there. Right. right. Sorry. Sorry. Lord, um, Fiona continues. Maybe the coat became the character. It was slightly army-ish and beautifully cut, but it wasn't a coat that I'd had ever worn in my normal life. I've worn some gorgeous items in the second season. I had an Armani jumpsuit that I liked so much that I went and bought one myself. See, that's good. This season, Sam Perry has really moved the thing forward. Mm. Carolyn is no longer wearing slightly academic shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Fiona Shaw wanted to wear some bangers on her, on her feet. I can understand that. But is now in Doc Martini, clumpy shoes and loafers. The characters probably couldn't have started there, but once they've got there, they can wear those things. And the last question for Fiona, what has been your favorite or funniest moment on set? Fiona's response. When we laugh, we laugh all the time. 
uh, there are so many funny things like the unusual when we go wrong or see the opportunity to say something else. But mm. there's quite a clock on the series, so we concentrate like mad to get the scenes as good as we can. Uh, Damon Thomas, the director, is just hilarious. Uh, he laughs at things and makes things very funny. He puts everyone at ease. All right. And uh, for now, those conclude the interviews that are remaining. Well, they also have here the description of uh, episode one, which is way shorter than the TV Guide one. This only says, um, Villanelle, believing Eve is dead, is also moving on. But how could you say that in the... I feel like you can't say that. That is until she is an until she is approached by an old foe offering her a brand new opportunity. Uh, I mm, I still don't like that because unless you are musing that Villanelle believes Eve is dead, but not in the sense that she would take responsibility for her death because she didn't aim to kill her. Yeah, but even I don't that, know. yeah, that's it's that's a weird place to. That's a weird line to toe. And there's also a series two description that's equally short that I can click on, but I can also not click on in case it's, um, might as well click on it. All right. It says, uh, Eve strikes up an unlikely alliance with Kenny Shondelaney's colleagues at the bitter pill. <laughs> Cause Kenny's <laughs> dead by episode two. <laughs> ah! That's what that means. Villanelle finds that, management isn't all it's cracked up to be great so that's literally the episode management sucks and in one of the embargo reviews one of the reviewers talked about in their opinion villanelle training assassins which is evidently a part of her coming back part of her, her conditions to go with dasha she wants more money she wants more influence and part of that comes with her training new assassins like evidently dasha did to her and just that whole concept, the whole of it does not interest me at all. I was about all. to say, that's a lot of absurdity, but... No, no, I mean, it's not, it just, to me, it's not leaning into the strengths of what Villanelle is. Like, perhaps if you do it for an episode and it's funny and then it's done because Villanelle is not management, she's not someone that's supposed to have responsibility. Like, Eve told her to read those files and she was like, oh yeah, I read it. And we know she didn't read a damn thing. And so Villanelle's not that person and I don't think she's necessarily a person that needs to have a bunch of responsibility because good luck with that. I'll just be straight up with you guys that the embargo is concerning that yes, there it is true that there seems to be a split that is the way of misandry where men are less pleased and women are more pleased. But I will say that the information that I got, information I read in one of the articles that says that there's a whole episode dedicated to Villanelle, that does stand out as a problem to me. Unless there is a whole even episode in the last three Susan, right. Suzanne can get doing? to smoke right. no Suzanne can get to smoke what are we she doing? can get to smoke because it doesn't make any sense we just it's weird this premise of episode two and it hopefully will not lock Villanelle into this uh, management role because we don't need to focus on Villanelle the manager to turn against the 12 what then is the point of the show is my point because if you then try to explore the people as character pieces it doesn't work because nobody, yes, we like Kenny. Less, yes, we like Carolyn. Yes, we like Constantine. But we like them all in relation to our faves, which is Villanelle and Eve. Not as themselves, just alone, just doing what? Carolyn talking about work and it doesn't have to do with Eve, Villanelle? Why do I care about what's happening with Carolyn's other cases? I don't. Constantine talking about other kills that have nothing to do with Villanelle? Why do I care? I don't. And so I'm just concerned about the need to widen everyone's background, unless it's in service of a greater reveal or plot story. Otherwise, it's just arbitrary. 
And I would hate for scenes in this season three to be arbitrary, meaning you could just skip them and you miss nothing from the show. <clears throat> Villanelle you hit as this on leader. the head. We've been here before with these know. feelings where we were not these exact feelings. Well, well not for this show, oh, but like that the episodes that could be cut. Like remember for like the Netflix Marvel. There's another show. There's a bunch of like, shows like that. Where right. You could cut episodes. Like, you we could, could just get rid cut of like four of these and like you have something that is solid and they only need to be like eight episodes. And so we don't, at least I definitely don't want to be in a situation where I'm waiting a week and the episode that I get that week is completely there, there's there's nothing to, to to hang on to but i hope that that is not what i'm given especially not out the gate i feel like out the gate we're going to be great i i i don't know about out the gate of the episode out the gate of, of like episode one series three episode one i think we're going to be great but i mean i think it'll be chaotic if there's one thing i can say for certain i think killing eve season three will be chaotic because that's the vibe they're giving themselves with the trailers. They're like, everyone's screaming, everyone's unhinged, everyone's shocked and surprised and what's going on. And so I believe that. I just don't know about the rest just yet. Well, we can do a quick musing. Is Geraldine the love child of Carolyn and Constantine? I see why people would want it to be, I suppose. And then that would give... Uh, yes or no, yes or no. You gotta lock it in. Do I... Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no, but that she is someone who will be heavily um, I don't want to use the word compromised by Constantine, but he will be getting in her way for the time that she'll be around, and it'll be them trying their best to make do with one another while they're dealing with their Carolyn Gosheries on screen. Interesting, I. I felt like I agreed with half of that, but then I forgot what half I agreed with. <laughs> Where it's um, ultimately that I don't think that that's his child, but... Um, but you think they'll be in, inveigled with each other somehow? For better it for worse. It seems like that. But with the goal of trying to, uh, you know, get a, a, a rise out of Carolyn. I can definitely see that. I think that's the part I was agreeing with, the latter half that says, I'm fucking with Carolyn. I'm doing things I probably shouldn't be doing as Constantine. And just to go on the opposite side of it, I'll say it is Constantine's daughter. Again, I it feels so fanficy to me. It feels so like almost fan service because of all the theories that were going around about Constantine and Carolyn. But then maybe it just is what it is because Constantine and Carolyn have known each other for a while. I just find it hard to believe that Carolyn would carry a baby to term for a booty call. But that's just me. Yeah. Well. So we locked it in. It's me going, that's not Constantine's baby. And it's Candace saying, well, it is. It is actually I mean, it, it's, it was <laughs> Geraldine. It's really the Geraldine, the name, name of the Dean, that is... really did it for me. So what about Kenny? Since we both agree that Kenny is going to die, what episode yeah. will Kenny perish in? I say episode one. <laughs> the very first. They are not paying Sean Delaney in these streets. Just but for one episode. Uh, Maybe so a flashback. I'll, right, right. I'll, <laughs> two. Lock, I'll lock in his past, his flashback in episode two. They, they're playing with time. So I say episode one, you say episode two. Yeah. It's definitely going to be one of those for sure. <laughs> All right. So this is more of my, I guess, the biggest musing of the fuck shit we've seen is in the trailer, Villanelle is informed that Eve is alive in one of the many trailers. Is this authentically a surprise to her? And if so, what does that mean about the upcoming season's storyline? For Villanelle and Eve. 
I'm wondering if that's not a cut and paste job where what she's really more concerned about is something relating to a conversation with Dasha. And they just want us to feel like it's villainy related. And it's probably not. Wait, what are you talking about? Are you talking about the scene with Constantine? Yeah, when he's talking about Eva's alive. Like, I don't know. I feel like the whole sentence is, since you're back to work, you should know Eva's alive. And so it's... But then my whole thing is, why are you there, Constantine? I thought you were out the game. I thought you were retired. And so I'm like, doesn't Carolyn have to be involved to get Constantine involved? Because I just... It's sort of how, how does work, Constantine right. just show up? You know, to be like, hey, Villanelle, FYI, since you're back in the fold with the 12, you should know that Eve is alive. Why? Eve was hardly a danger to her, except to be like an actual physical danger to Villanelle when she stabbed her. But Eve as an agent wasn't dangerous right. to Villanelle. And the 12 had never said kill her. They said, watch a bitch. And they got mad at Villanelle for killing Bill. And so I'm just trying to figure it out. I haven't. I'm wondering if there's more revisionist history at play here, but I will. There might be. There there might be. There might be. So, what does it mean about the season? Did you ask? Did you answer that question, or did you not? No, I said that the clip. I do not think because I believe the question was if I felt like it was a genuine reaction to like. All right. So, do you? So, what does it indicate about the season then for you that they put this line from Villanelle in the trailer and Constantine? And Constantine. Eve is back. Eve is back. Eve is alive. I think it's they're looking for the hook, but they don't need to do that. The show's already killing Eve. So it was one of those, it didn't have to be in a trailer type of things. All right. For me, and I can't remember if I said this on the live or on this recording, but to me, it kind of is everything how Villanelle responds to this in terms of how I, for my characterization in my head and how I understand the character of Villanelle, it matters how she thought Eve was dead how she left that whole situation. Did she expect her to die and hope that she lived? Did she shoot her in the abdomen for sentimentality and to give her a chance versus in the head and other effective places where you can totally make sure that someone's going to die? And then I believe what I was saying in the record, I think it's a matter of Villanelle either killed Eve or shot Eve to try and kill her and thought she would get over her and didn't. And she's alive. She's like, oh my God, a second chance. Or Villanelle shot Eve to harm her in the way that she does, but thought Eve could live in the same way that she lived and survived after Eve stabbed her. But after a number of months, there's a certain number of months has to pass before you're like, okay, I was obviously delusional because it's been half a year right? and Eve has not shown up and I've done these things. And that's another thing. Maybe we find out Villanelle had been acting out in some kind of way to try to call attention to Eve in the way that Eve has been able to find Villanelle. But maybe Eve just literally, we learned from Sandra O oh in that interview that Eve was like in a medically induced coma and all this stuff. And because that changes everything that will change Eve's perception of how she deals with Villanelle. If she thinks Villanelle authentically was trying to kill her versus do some sort of twisted love affair. And she just chose not to reopen the channels with Villanelle because she wasn't ready. Or, you know, like we said, bitches waiting for bitches to come. Like right. her waiting like, for Villanelle you, to come. You, like my no, door's unlocked. You first. My no, door's you unlocked. First. You first. Right. Yeah, you first. No, you apologize. No, you apologize. In fact, we're back to episode five. Are you going to, are you going to say sorry to me? Or are you going to fucking apologize? Oh, no, bitch. Are you going to apologize? No, bitch. Oh, well, oh, great. Right. Great. Great. <laughs> right. Let's move on. See, this is what needs to change. Their petty needs to <laughs> be like the opposite of magnets and just right. work in be the opposite way. Be petty to the outside of the relationship. Be petty to your petticoats and just right. like 
indulge in the sapphic love. And so I think that regardless of what's going on with Villanelle in terms of her intent in shooting Eve, and again, if they try to sell it to me that Villanelle really wanted Eve dead, but she didn't shoot that bitch in the head, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. Because <laughs> she's an assassin <laughs> and she shot Anton in the head. Okay, right. if she hadn't shot other people in the show in the head, then maybe. But also, she's not coping. And that's what I was saying in the record, that she's not coping, that she seems like she's coping. But it seems like, from my perspective, that the past six months has been rising to a fever pitch. Yes. And the beginning of the absurdity was Villanelle in the cowboy hat. That that was the start of some sort of something that was not in the realm of reality or logic as it relates to Villanelle because she was on some next shit. She was that heartbroken. And now we see that she's obsessively, it seems like, tried to craft this life for her that is completely fake fucking life. Oh, I'm over here. I've got a rich girl. I'm doing this. I'm getting married. I'm giving toast. I have fucking friends that are fake fucking friends, but I'm doing it. And then Dasha shows up and is like, yo, we need you back in a 12. And Villanelle's like, I don't know. And Dasha's like, we'll give you a lot of money. You're so excited exceptional. You can even have a boss position. And Villanelle's like, I guess this is what I think is going to happen. And then she does away with the wife. Either she kills the wife or she leaves the wife. But I don't see Villanelle just leaving a woman. So I see her murdering that woman. So that's my prediction now that Villanelle will kill her own wife in episode two. That came out of nowhere, but that's actually what I think. So if Villanelle's killing her own wife in episode two, is that her getting... Is that is that what we're getting Villanelle by the piano and then all of a sudden she has the tuning fork? That tuning fork? Is that the weapon for her I wife? I think that's potentially the weapon for her wife. I think that Villanelle's wife is paid and she would have a piano in there. And Villanelle seems to abstractly like to look at a piano in her space, given what was in her flat with Eve. Maybe it's shortly after Constantine informs her of something and she's thinking about it and she's like, you could die. Or it could just be someone she's paid to kill. But it just seems like she's not really in any kind of getup. It just seemed like she was chilling in that outfit, which is why I thought it could be her wife. But who fucking knows where she's looking like Chucky um, from Child's Play (laughs) in an outfit. So again, a lot of characters happening. Elton John, Chucky, right, Snuffleupagus meets Oscar right, the Grouch. Right. What is happening? I just want to say no shade to the new person, but Charlotte, I love you and miss you. I, I love you too. Don't think you listen to this podcast, <laughs> but just in case I, you know, the stuff that you do is fantastic at Harlots, at Killing Eve, wherever the fuck else you go. Just amazing. That sort of is everything to me for Villanelle. For me as a Villanelle fan is like, what are they going to tell me? They're like, you're going to learn so much more about Villanelle. And I'm like, but I already learned a lot in season two, which was credit to Emerald. I learned the bitch can feel. Right. I learned authentically that she can feel and experience emotions just on this really limited but also extreme spectrum that literally just involves Eve Palastri. So I don't know how you take someone like Villanelle, who essentially has been dead this entire time, if we're going to take that. Like she finds little moments of respite or excitement or whatever when she's fucking or fighting, as she says. And then Eve Palastri comes on her radar and suddenly she knows what real feelings feel like. I'm excited. I'm intrigued or whatever the fuck. Beyond just like the superficial shit that I usually think about people that I pull into my bed or I just murder. And so I don't think you can have that and have it be as bright a light as it was Villanelle because when we went into Villanelle when we met her she was living her best life she wasn't concerned she was but anything she was just doing her Eve came into the scene and she was fucked up right not only was she fucked up she was singularly obsessed she didn't give a fuck about any of the other missions the only mission was Eve Palastri getting close to her watching her being near her just figuring some shit out and so there's no fucking way in my mind no matter how the breakup happened whether you shot a bitch or not that you find out that the bitch is still walking the planet and you weren't aware she was walking the planet and she's actually out there doing stuff how do you not just kill your wife right there because if i don't get my scenario where eve comes to aggress against the wife which again 
missed opportunities for gay drama. It would sadden me to not have Eve talk that shit to Villanelle's wife slash fiance. But at the same time, I hope it's a fake out. I hope all these interviews are just faking us out. And it's really that Villanelle knows that her <laughs> that Eve Palastri is alive and that she has to fake surprise when people tell her. Because she already knows. Well, she's been harassing Eve this whole time. Or just watching her. Right. I just don't know how she would keep it together if she was watching Eve. Because that's the thing about Villanelle. Like, she has certain... Like, she can't help it. It's like when she put the lipstick in her pocket. Like, she needs to be close. She needs to smell. She needs to just, like, I can see you. I'm peeking in on you. I know what you're doing with your man. I Like, she... That's... Villanelle's inappropriate. She does not know what boundaries are. And so I just don't think she would have them if Eve was alive. See, and then now it's me thinking about Eve, thinking about Villanelle. And then now, yes, it all definitely just bleeds in where it's like, oh, whoops, my door's unlocked. Let me go to bed. <laughs> it's like, Let me go to bed. Um, sure hope nobody doesn't fondle me in my sleep, Villanelle. Oh, my right. gosh. I'm just, it's just how I'm coding her now. Like, I have to now, I have to leave the realm of reality. You have to leave the realm of reality. <laughs> you have to leave the realm of reality. <sighs> Villanelle's totally that person that breaches boundaries and that's why Eve's door is fucking open because for some reason Dark Eve hasn't risen enough for her to be aggressive and be about the shits but please let that get there and why is Sandra O all bruised up in photos and videos what happens to Sandra O we know that something happens to Villanelle with the eye if we know that people got up to episode 5 and the general idea is that okay Villanelle and Eve don't really see each other but for a short volatile situation I'm like do they fucking fight (laughs) Are we, are we ready for Do that? They fight? And then like I am ready. I'm not ready, but I'm ready, but I'm not ready, but I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> not ready, but I'm ready. So that's that's my answer for that. All of the above. Because I want it. I do. I mean, because we know that if they fight, it's going to be a little sapphic edge. It has to be because it's them. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, don't hurt each other, ladies. But at the same time, if you hurt each other, that's just going to be extra stuff yes. for the stuff next time yes. you meet up. Yes. And that means passion is still there because you don't fight somebody when you could just shoot them. Right. When you right. just blow them up. Like you fight them when you got emotions and feelings and things that need to be expressed. And I say that because of Eve's bruise on her arm. But I am of the thought that Eve's bruise on her arm that we see when Kenny wakes her up more than likely in the first episode is already there. I wonder if they will show us a behavior pattern of Eve in which she is bruising herself. Like she did with the pen in episode two, like she did with the knife in episode two, excuse me, season two, like she did with the knife in season one and potentially is doing right now as a way to feel something. Right. That she is hitting things. She's just like whatever and it's leaving bruises on her body because it's either that or someone hurts Eve and I'm just like well if it has to be anyone can it be Villanelle or Carolyn I don't see how Carolyn could do it unless I mean well I was about to be like in the back in the boudoir in the boudoir with some ropes so before contact with um Kenny or Carolyn um do you think that the underlying context for Eve's development is uh similar to what Billy was saying in the in the meeting of, you know, like, what was it, like, narcotics or something where... Oh, um... So they were coping without addictions. And then she was like, you know, I get up out of bed and I wake up and I go again. Really? Right. This, right. This is what I have to do. Like, you know... Well, I think that should come back and play. It play. It should be something. That was her reality. And that was, you know, so many people talked about that scene. Oh, Jodie Comer did such a great job. Oh, we're getting deeper into Villanelle because it seems like she's being really honest. And in this moment, she almost doesn't know 
as she as we see her relate to Eve, whether she's being honest or not. But the one thing she does know she's being honest about is that she feels things when yes. she's with Eve. And so I just don't see how a person walking through life on mute and dull and sepia and having to force color into it, but like force it and you're doing it in the most extreme way that gets your ass in jail, usually. And then the person who was responsible for that, you take out. Realistically, I feel like Villanelle should be going through two types of emotions. Regret. Yeah. Because she took away her plaything. And she was probably like, like how she is in general. Like, I should have maybe thought that through for another five seconds or something because now I'm upset that I don't have Eve to play with. And I was mad that she was saying those things. But maybe if I would have just kept her around. And then um, like the missing, just the missing stimuli. Like you said, an addiction, like you're you're missing that high. You're missing that that thing. Yeah, <laughs> That's no, like, but yeah. Just like, oh my God, Eve Palastri. I mean, this girl was smiling off watching Eve get dressed in a in a little mall type mm-hmm. of store. Okay, maybe it wasn't a mall, it was in Germany, just a store. But I'm like, who does that, Villanelle? Like, who smiles that big and has that much fun watching Eve Palastri put on a dress? But someone who is head over heels in love already, like you were then, 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 then. And that's because we know that after she saw in the bathroom, wear it down, that she went home. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And she was like, I did murder an extra like nine people. <laughs> but girl, I was worked up. Mm. Let me try to figure this out. And then Constantine gives her the news about Eve Palastri. And she's like, OK, whatever. And then he leaves. And she's like, let me Google real quick. Right. Da, 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 da. She said, <gasps> right, right, right. She's like, bitch, I just rubbed one out to you. I can't believe this. Oh my God, we're destined to be wives. Because if she felt like when Eve looked at her and was like, can I help you? If she felt in that moment, I feel like you're looking into my soul. And this can't be right. This can't be right. Because you're just a woman in the bathroom and you're hot. But this can't be right. Excuse me. I got to go. Wear it down. Like, wear it down. But then she leaves and then you realize it's this woman who actually fucking sees you. And you just happen to see her in the bathroom. Just both of y'all drawn together like magnets. Gay magnets. Now kiss. And so I just don't see how Villanelle could live life. Which is why I'm saying she is completely. The Villanelle I see this season should be a complete and entire unhinged gay mess lying to herself every which way i'm fine this is good i'm the best i don't need you i'm so happy she's dead i'm so happy i can have relationships with so many other people and we can see like the clown when she's sad she's sad she's freaking out she's yelling at people she's acting out and she's trying to force all this extra stimuli to make up for the massive hole that um, she's had. What's that cheesy quote? It's better to have love than lost than not to have loved at all. I don't think Villanelle, I don't think Villanelle would agree. She'd be like, it better never to fucking love than to lose that and have to go on with life as bored as I fucking am. I feel like she's in therapy. Maybe not couples therapy, but definitely therapy for herself. Does therapy involve killing people? I mean, she may kill the therapist. I would say yes. I feel like he'll say something like, you need to learn how to laugh through the pain, which is why we get that weird, bizarre scene where she's like, ha! And I'm like, Lord, no. I, uh, Where do you think that's happening? I think she's in Eve's place and she's doing that to Eve. I see you're about to fall out the chair. <laughs> I see you're about to fall out the chair, but I'm going to lock it in. I, I like feel that. like Villanelle is saying that to Eve because in a way, like in my mind, the way things could play out, they got to have so much energy for each other whenever oh, they, they do, do come back in. And it's got to be what we saw in episode five, season two. Really? But worse. Yes. But really? worse. Yes. Like, really? 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 <laughs> really? But then like really lead to ripping off clothes, hopefully. But they need that energy. And I could see like them have an attitude with mm-hmm. each other as they should. And Villanelle's response to Eve being like, ha, 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 ha. 
<laughs> like she did because she's full of shit. Because I don't see her doing that with Constantine. I don't see her doing it with Carolyn. There's no reason to believe she would have a scene like that with Geraldine. Kenny is going to be dead before that scene happens. And so that leaves no one else relevant for Villanelle to be talking to but Eve. And they would definitely not show us that because that'd be too much. Right. But there's other things where I'm like, that looks like Eve's apartment. Potentially, if I look at that chandelier and the chandelier from the opposite view when Eve is at the door and Kenny's like, bitch, what's up? And mm-hmm. she's like, um, I don't want to be happy. Get the fuck out of here. It looks like the same chandelier. So right now, in my mind, what I'm going with and also because I can't figure out who else Villanelle would laugh at like that. Like she's joking, but full of shit, but also like you really hit home. I feel like that's that's what it is. She's like, Eve... The way you, what you just said to me, it hit real deep, real deep. But the way I'm going to pretend like it didn't hit deep with this laugh is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I hope that she rebounds quickly by snatching Eve's edges, like with the very next line. At least oh. I hope. Because, I mean. She might just snatch Eve up, period. <laughs> no, well, and yeah. they might end up fighting. Because right. depending on what Eve say, feel that you're like, oh, these fighting words, bitch. Let's oh. just box. Let's just let's just do that. Right. Like she laughs to get the nerves out. Did she just. Right. <laughs> right. No. I guess. You know what? Yo, somebody got to get grabbed up. <laughs> and that's how we can get to like the sapphic kiss because I, I mean, it's so tropey, but it would be so delicious in a certain way if we got our first kiss with them meeting up and having a lot of angsty energy and then putting hands on each other because they have to. But then the, once the hands are on each other, they get distracted and they're like, well, I'm touching you now. And it seems like I don't just want to hit you. I also want to choke you, but in the sexy way. What do they call that? Autoerotic association. <laughs> <laughs> Choke me with my L. So I don't know. Um, that was a random prediction that jumped out, but that's a prediction. Um, and also a random prediction. I think I said this in the live, possibly. I think that Villanelle with the bloody eyes is also fucking with Eve, which is outrageous. That I am now saying that there's two scenes where Villanelle mm-hmm. is performing for Eve, but this is what I think. I don't know if you want to lock in who you think she is doing the bloody eye performance to, but both the laugh and the eyes go to Eve right now. Uh, the laugh, I would love it to be Eve. The bloody eyes, I'm gonna probably say Dasha just because she's around. Not because it's what I want, but it's just because she's around. Who's around? Oh, Dasha. Oh, right. All right. Is Dasha queer? She's flamboyant, but they don't always mean the same thing. (laughs) No, they don't. I was just trying to figure out how many more Sapphic ladies. Maybe she could have a spin with Carolyn. I'm just trying to get some sapphic scenes any way that I can. Carolyn and Dasha, I would take that too. Because I feel like they would end up choking each other too. Like her Villanelle. You'd right. be like, oh, this is, right. this is unexpected. <laughs> I feel like there was a listener question. Oh, I kind of answered this, but you can give your opinion. Michelle wants to know, did Villanelle find Eve's safe house, Nico's safe house, or whose place is she in? So it's the same photo I was just referencing from one of the things, which is Villanelle. Oh, I, and an apron with I bloody ass. Don't think it's. Uh, well, yeah, we covered it, but I think that that could be. It's some third place, so it's not safe. House. Oh, you think it's unknown? Well, not unknown location. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like if it's not that woman who was screaming with her in the garden, then it is the the dame. Right, then it's the dame. Her house? Or the, you know, her staged estate, oh. whatever you want to call it, where people are planted in her places. Her fake house? Right. Oh, my God. Because that spice rack took me out. <laughs> Lord. The wallpaper is really interesting, which I suppose 
It could just be interesting, but um, I was just looking at the stripes. That's the one thing that would make me wonder about who else is, it could be like maybe Dasha. Just because she's the unknown and she is Russian and older and into gymnastics and wears tracksuits still. And it's super vintage. It is very vintage. It is very vintage. Yes, those are my things. I think it's potentially a place where Eve is. I've seen people say Nico. I'm not able to wrap my head around why she would care about Nico. Because it doesn't seem like Eve cares about Nico anymore. So why would Villanelle? Like, just to rub it in because she wants to be a dick, which I I wouldn't mind at all. Kill Nico. I don't give a fuck. But like I said, I would much prefer for Eve to kill Nico if she was so bothered or inclined. But I'm still also inclined to think that he's a non-factor. That he's not important enough for anybody to kill his ass. And I hope that Eve is like that gif from New York's mom, Sister Patterson, tapping the manila. Like, uh, sign these papers, okay? I want you to go back into your little sanatorium. And he's like, I'm getting out, Eve. By the way, that's also my other hot take. Don't know if I mentioned it. Nico is in a mental health care facility for, <laughs> for his mental his girlfriend. Oh, see, so you yeah. think he killed? I think he I think he cracked up. I think they think Gemma was murdered. I think the forensic evidence, because you know, forensic evidence matters, would indicate he did not murder Gemma because certain things would have to match up for them to think that. But I also think that the, he had a psychotic break that someone came into the locker, attacked him, killed Gemma, but he's so far gone. That he's made this fake instance to explain away his failing marriage and this murder of Gemma and potentially his infidelity if I were just some random doctor. And so I sent him away. They were like, look, Nico, we think it's best if you take some time apart from like society. And he's like, I agree. I agree. I can no longer work at my job because my my work wife is dead and I'll never be able to be over it. And then he goes to a sanatorium place, but it's some place where he can connect. It's some place where his base is. It's potentially in Poland. And when Eve goes to see Nico, maybe he is getting out and finalizing the divorce because he's been in there for six months and they're releasing him. And she's like, well, great, cool, sign this. Right. So he's like, Eve, I deserve better than you. She's like, you do. So sign that. That was my fear. I was like, those papers, they're either one of two things. They're either releasing someone into your care papers or they're divorce papers. Oh, no. I don't look. Nico better be here like a, a meteor. A uh, flash, a dream, <laughs> a flash and a dream. And then, gone. and then he's gone. Right. And I want Killing Eve to be trolling us by putting every relevant Nico scene in his fucking trailer because it's all from one episode. The, the episode in which we deal with Nico. And I think if Nico was in more than one episode, it's two tops, one and two or one and three, depending on when Villanelle gets her ass to wherever he is to do whatever fuck shit she's doing. <gasps> What if she finds out Dasha and other people for the 12 are aggressing towards Eve and Carolyn, hence them wanting to take out Nico because of Raymond's promise of taking out everyone you love, but Villanelle goes to intervene because she still got a thing for Eve and she's like, no one's going to kill Nico, but me! If anyone's going to kill that motherfucker, what if that, what if that's, what if she goes to interfere with the 12 and Dasha? Because first of all, she's like, fuck the 12 and she don't really want to be there anyway because she doesn't want to be in anyone's thumb, but also Eve. So if you do that, then that, prolongs Nico's life and chances are it prolongs his, his life but it doesn't prolong his usefulness right he may not be useful but he'll need episode arcs where but that's what I mean no episode arcs he's like this is it Eve I'm going to the Galapagos Islands and you'll never see me again <laughs> because I can't be I here I need oceans Eve <laughs> if I were Nico I'd leave Europe I'd be like clearly as long as I'm on this motherfucking continent this bitch is gonna find me why do you keep fighting me Villanelle that would be me if I am in Poland and I'm just trying to be at the bar I just got out of the sanatorium I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in my life. And here's Villanelle at the fair. I'd be like, oh my God. Oh my God. I got to leave. The, I got to leave the country. I got to leave right. the continent. I need to leave the hemisphere and go someplace else where this bitch can't find me. Holy shit. 
I just got out. The, I just got out of the place, villain. Out, and here you are to fuck me up. Oh my fucking god! Go kill Eve. Don't don't how, don't kill me. How do you know where I am? Like I could just. Oh my gosh! Who do you think he's messaging? Like, do you think he's sending those pictures somewhere, or is someone what, uh, tracking his phone? Whose pictures? Now, remember in the April Fool's Day trailer, he gets out of a truck and he takes a selfie. Oh, he takes a selfie. Um, what if someone's tracking the phone? I was about to be like, Nico don't have, he doesn't have Instagram. I think it's really easy to track Nico without even tracking his phone. I don't even know if they have to go that far. <laughs> I think people just know where Nico is and it's not hard information to find right. out. It seems like Eve is hiding in plain sight that she's not at her house. Also, that's another thing I'll put in that if Villanelle did not have a full expectation of Eve dying but just like her injuring her that she went to eve's house and she looked for her she was not there and Mm -hmm. that potentially gave her the added stuff to be like oh my god eve did that i i did it i i killed her shit see where you are shit i killed this bitch did i want that i don't think i wanted that you know what i did want that and i'm fine in fact i'm the most (laughs) fine i've ever been in fact i'm the happiest i've ever been villanelle since you're back to work i think you should know that eve eve is alive and then the math meme of villanelle's face like right like no she's not i've been in her house she's not alive Right. She's like, excuse me, I, what? So you mean to tell me my, my wife, my actual wife, um, has been walking this planet for six months and I've been playing games over here and I didn't know I could have been over there playing games with her? Oh, shit. So those are my thoughts and no one can take them from me until they're gone. And uh, then Susan and I will, Suzanne, because someone was like, you keep calling her Susan. I was like, I do <laughs> on the live. And I was like, oh my God, guess race. Suzanne, he'd call <laughs> until she gives me a reason to be mad i'm not gonna be mad i'm optimistic and like i said before a bunch of men saying they're killing everything i don't think killing everything isn't really good anymore i think it's getting boring it's not for, it's not for you then it's not your game it's not your fucking show and just like i've never seen an episode of breaking bad and somehow my life has gone on these people cannot watch killing eve and live it may surprise them but they can live right they can live You'll be annoyed that everybody's talking about it on your timeline, but you can live. Oh my God. Yeah. Quick mention of that. What was it? Was it the ringer or whatever that we were the villanelle bracket thingamabob? Oh, I think it was the ringer. I think it was the ringer. Some of you guys might have seen we were retweeting things because it's just something fun and nice and silly to do in the interim to get your one of your favorite characters to win some stuff. And the first part of the bracket, I noticed that she was going up against a girl in, in Gossip Girl. And I was like, there's assassins in Gossip Girls? Do you know? Oh, to my knowledge, there's not. So I don't know what that was about because I thought it was assassins, but maybe it was just about popular characters. I That goes to show you how clued in I was. But I just saw that Villanelle was in competition against someone. I was like, you guys, we have to vote. And Gossip Girl, what the fuck? And so I retweeted that and Villanelle won that bracket. And the next one she was in, she lost. And I would have to look up the name to tell you who she lost to you guys, but I did not recognize this man's face. I did not recognize anything about this dude. I didn't even know. Like, if he was an actor, it was a shock. I am the living, breathing Kiki Palmer meme. Um, If I saw that man in the street, I wouldn't know who that (laughs) man is. Sorry to that man. I'm sorry. And people were arguing with us. Well, not maybe with us. People were arguing in the comments with other Killing E fans as I found them to be like, who's this Villanelle? And what's she doing as a one seed, as a top seed? And it was basically like incels are us. 
in those comments. I was tagged, and thankfully to those of you who are learning how Candace likes to play. Yes, Candace does <laughs> like to insult incels. It makes my skin glow. It clears it up. It's fantastic. Feel free to always tag me on those things because I'm interested. But guys were in there totally trying to mansplain Villanelle and why she shouldn't be a number one seed. And one such person was like, listen, I don't understand why you're coming in here with this energy if you're trying to win people over to your show. And I was like, bitch, I... I'm not trying to win people over to the show. I came in here to educate you and tell you that Villanelle was the best assassin on television right now. The end. I wasn't right. here trying the to recruit end. you and your incel self to Killing Eve. Okay. So that happened. And Villanelle did lose to unknown dude. But it happened. The same thing the guy said about how could this person beat this dude. I don't know who this is. And it's like, same, bro. I don't know who your guy is. Right. So it looks like we are in the appropriate fandoms. It looks like we're watching what's, right. what's and designed only for that, us. Okay. One of our characters was top seated. So you only do something like that. <laughs> when you're the favorite, okay? So, oh, I'm just, I'm just saying. Gosheries for the boys. Did you have anything else in amusings? Uh, I realize I've been really active on Twitter, so I'm like, Ugh. that's what I get for yeah. liking everyone's. We comments. were, we were way too social this round. Yes, there was a lot to be social about, but when you're not an extrovert social media personality, it's, it takes. It is. It's energy to it spend. It is a lot of energy. Uh, but we we fought where we could fight. So I'm I'm happy with what we were able to to put out and share. I want to say for now, musing wise, um, I know another trail is gonna drop tomorrow or as soon as this releases. So, oh, well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hope. I don't think there's any more mentions here. All right, so if we're done with the musings, does that mean we're moving over to Spotted on Twitter? Twitter and Tumblr? Spotted on Tumblr. 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 Oh, all right. Um, you guys see this? Wait. Is that Twitter? Tumblr? What is it? Send it. Immediately. Right now. Stat. So all the things. All right. All right, Dio, Ranger Joe, my first spotted on. Oh, this was just some commentary I saw from a fan. And I love how most of the people in the fandom, their names are like Villanelle and then some letters. <laughs> so I don't even see the point of saying who did the tweet when it's just like, one of y'all Villanelles out there, you right. know who you are. Yeah, I know who you are. They tweeted the um, quote, the fact they describe it as the most emotionally rocky season, yet the trailer and all teasers are more lighthearted and include more humor than the past two seasons, what they trying to hide. Everything, See? girl! Thank you. I'm happy that someone is seeing behind the charade. Yes, it is, a, it is a charade. It is absolutely a charade, and we're glad other people are seeing it because that's our, that's our thought, that we are being trolled, we are being lied to, we are being tricked, and we are being bamboozled by the BBC. And when we see whatever they're really up to, I just hope that I pass out from happy delight. That's, right. that's what I want. I read a review from one of the journalists who did the thing and they had some stuff on their Twitter. But one of them was like that feeling, paraphrasing, that feeling you get when you've just watched something and you just lay on the ground motionless for some hours. And I was like, bitch, let that be a Villeneuve kiss after a fight. Bitch, let that be something to cause me to ascend. And um, I have to be perfectly honest. I think I would do something as ridiculous and petty just because of like, how we are that the first release of that episode will just be 10 minutes of me like ah! right like so just y'all straight, can just be ready straight, for that straight and you're like is this legitimately the a podcast episode where they're, where they're screaming right, right. It, yep it right. will be yes it will yes. be yes we're gonna go live and if we still uh in quarantine it's going <laughs> the lights are gonna be low we're gonna be partying it's gonna be 
incredible. I'm going to be giving speeches like I won a goddamn Oscar. <laughs> I would like to thank everyone who brought us to this moment. By the way, I'm holding my bottle of Crown Royale as I do this. <laughs> I would like to thank the originator of this whole project, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Thank you so much for lending your skills. Emerald, for coming in the pinch. Yes. Suzanne, you had us fucked up in the beginning. You had us. I'm not going to lie. You had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. But we pulled it out and we thank you so much. And that's me after watching episode six. Right. And this is me. Yeah. Oh, episode yes. Episode six. Right. Episode like six. Uh, episode six. That's my new thing. Sorry, I was trying to cut you off, but that's yeah. my new thing. I love it. Um, shout out to all the thespians, the Foley team, the sounds. Foley. Right. Just all the, yeah, just, just really excited everything. for what right. you're going to do this year, Foley men and women who work and everyone. We did see, we retweeted the one of the audio guys that follows us to be like, oh my God, I hope there's some really, uh, I was going to say juicy, but that, that is a That's, moist. Right, moist. There's a lot of moist sounds in Killing Eve and let these moist sounds of season three be the type of moistness we deserve. Wow. That's, you know what? I'm just going to leave that sentence. <laughs> Mm. the way that it is and yeah spot it on twitter and tumblr oh i have one here from killing judy it's a gif so what is happening in this hmm no what the fuck no i'm doing oh, it okay, but okay. there's a difference oh, between right. a gif <laughs> and like a video clip and i want to make sure that i'm calling it correctly what it is since there is audio it is not a gif yo that's not a gif of this <laughs> right and in this clip, all right, so first, um, it is uh, the heading for it says Eve's head voice before she said sorry to disappoint before she got shot. <laughs> and it's a sorry to disappoint you. Right. In, in the gift, it says, I should have kept my mouth closed. Oh, <laughs> well. I mean, it would have saved you six months of what? Rehab and other things. You're picking up the don't pieces. Hurt yourself. Right. Don't hurt yourself. See, <laughs> she would have just been able to see Villanelle in a week because they probably would have got over that bullshit and like been back on the nonsense. But the gunshot put yes. a real, mm-hmm. put a real wrench in that motherfucking plan. When All you right. hurt me. <laughs> That's hilarious. You hurt yourself. Don't, Don't hurt, hurt yourself. yourself. That's Villanelle to Eve. So my next spotted on Twitter Tumblr is from the lovely Makare Madness, who is always making some of the best fan art for Killing Eve. And she tweeted out this panel, which you probably saw. And she said that the Carolyn teaser inspired her to create this. And thank you so much because it inspired me. (laughs) I love it. And it's a little panel. And the first, um, the first panel is Eve going, like, just cut off from saying Carolyn and Carolyn's like Eve and I'm reading it the way I feel like (laughs) Carolyn would say it and then Eve is like wow and then Carolyn is like well I have all my best thoughts in the bath and then the next panel is a wide panel of Carolyn and it's revealed who else is in the tub with her and it's Villanelle with a rubber ducky which by the way Makare I don't know why I just feel like the authenticity of Villanelle yes. with a rubber ducky, the bath toy is just accurate. And in the panel, Villanelle is saying, "And I have a thing about bathrooms. Don't be jealous." <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, "Give me the fanfic, give me the thruple, be jealous, get in that tub." Is anyone else here? <laughs> and and because someone's on the same page as me, the first comment is, "I hope there's a little room for Eve." There's always there's room for always Eve. Room. She's the smallest one. Sandra, I was five. She's not short, but she's definitely the smallest of Fiona Shaw and Jodie Comer. So she can totally get into that sapphic sandwich. And I'm not upset of it. I'm not upset. They wouldn't have to explain it. Since Killing Eve is already doing things that right now to me don't make sense. They could do this too. And I would accept it. 
and it would be fine. In fact, I would argue that Villanelle was angling for this bath since she was like, oh, so you're the boss? Ooh. Mm. Eve. Uh, next, um, next up, I have a, uh, who's this? Frida Violin, where she tweeted on April Fool's Day, it's my birthday today and my beautiful mother got me the best cake ever. And the topper of oh, this cake yes, I remember is that. It is so pretty. Her her jacket. And of course, uh Where's my killing Eve cake? Who how come no one right. in my life loves me that much that they did this? <laughs> Granted, I haven't had a need for a cake yet, but still. So Eve has her eyes closed and Villanelle's just like <laughs> <laughs> I think Villanelle's looking at her boobs. Just look uh, at the angle right, of the, the eyes. Angle, right. No, it's down. It's it like down. The, it's down. You're right. Oh my god. Double, triple, quadruple <laughs> points for this fucking cake because I did not notice that the first time. It is glorious. One of my spotted ons was just something that we've already said and it was someone in the fandom freaking out. And it is the picture of Carolyn in her white jacket uh, with a black collar and Gemma Whalen as Geraldine. And she's wearing black also. And in all caps, the tweet says, Kenny's funeral, Kenny's funeral, Kenny's funeral, Kenny's funeral. <laughs> I'm going to cry. And I just thought... Uh, excellent spoiler, because yes, I think we are to the point, and that's probably why BBC and AMC got their fucking shit fucked up in groceries, because they were like, yo, how does everyone know he's dead? <laughs> I thought when we told Delaney to tweet that thing, and then I thought when we told that him to go on his work, Insta, right. that it would work, and it didn't, and then we did the thing, and it still hasn't worked. Just pull the interview. Just pull it down. <laughs> pull, it, pull it the fuck down. Pull it down. <laughs> uh, so this next one is a Makari Madness original. I love what is happening over here. So this panel is... Another Makari original. <laughs> <Right>. Oh! <laughs> I love the way she drew Nico. Right. And this is, this is on April Fool's Day. So it was like... She's so good. Yay, feeling well. Feeling fine again. Hashtag no Eve days. Eve? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nico. Sinus. Now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, take these divorce papers, right. bitch. Oh, sure. I heard Villanelle wants to marry you. Who am I to stop that? Am I right? Well, not my husband anymore. Well. <laughs> Villanelle does want to marry, clearly. Mm. Also, mm. that's my other takeaway from Villanelle marrying some Spanish broad with lots of money is that she was so sprung and ready for Eve that she would have been on her knees for Eve in Alaska with a ring. Yes. <gasps> we missed out sorry, on an Alaskan sorry. wedding. That's the, that's the, on Earth 67, for anyone who believes in the multiverse, any nerds out there, quantum physics. I'm just going to say that on Earth 67, on Earth 67, Villanelle and Eve are in that cabin and they're currently engaged. Okay. That's how I'm going to choose to deal with this. Thank you. Um, nobody at me about this theory. It's just mine. Let me have it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm up actually like this this tweet because especially as Suzanne has taken a lot of heat in the past day or so with these reviews coming out. I saw this tweet that said Kenny and Constantine might die and this might be Nico's last season as well. Suzanne really said no men allowed on KE and she should be able to say that. <laughs> the end. Now that's a take. It's I a misandry take so of course I put a little pin in it because I was like here's hoping that this is what Suzanne is actually doing that she's trolling folks and she's like oh this is gonna be the gayest teasing yet. Watch! <laughs> now that's what I would like. That's what I would like. Clown makeup, contour, you guys. On uh, this tweet here, I got from uh, Maine, uh, which is at Padmaine, where shout Kelly out. Yes. I, oh, is that um, fan, fan art? Yes. Um, collage. Yes. Yes. And then she uh, responded to Killing Eve's uh, question when they said, "What's going through Carolyn's mind?" And she responded with, "A rat drinking out of a Coke can." 
and it looks dupe because actually it's, it's quite extraordinary. I'm I'm angry it's real. <laughs> Both have. <laughs> I'm angry it's real. All right, so let me go back to my Leost. Oh, this is actually wasn't anything to do with the show in particular. I have to reach out to this person. I'm just gonna link it because I found someone on the on the um timeline who designed some pins and they arrived on the same day that the new Killing Eve trailer came out. But you can see it's the clown. Oh look, that's I need nice. the clown. We, we are, are the same. The same. Yeah, bitch. We will link it so you guys can check it out. But there were five buttons here and four of them were a Villanelle. We have the clown one, which of course. And there's Fonda says we are the same. Then there's Sorry Baby. And there is the infamous Villanelle. Shh. Right. From the Julian episode. And I uh, couldn't couldn't tell you. I do like the look. Um that's Villanelle with all those head injuries. So realistically, that's got to be after Constantine hit her with the log, I would say. So it looks like that's where it's from. And then Eve in her MI6 jacket because Lord knows that's all. Oh, my God. Wish list, random wish list. Can Eve, I know I said this already, but I have to keep saying it just in case it happens. Can Eve please wear something hot that she picks out? Oh, that she, right. For that Villanelle. She picks to out. see. Can Eve please wear something sexy? For Villanelle to see for her that cam, she is responsible for, her cam, for. Uh, performance. Fuck that bitch all the way up, Eve. <laughs> Fuck her all the way up. This is the way you can murder her. And doesn't even require a weapon. Anyway, I'm going to link that um, because I thought that was cool. And anytime people out here in the fandom trying to do creative stuff, creator's name is Michelle at daddy underscore Michelin. But yeah, we'll link it up for you guys to see and check out. Uh, do I have one? Oh, no. That was, I think that was it for me for Spotted On. All right. Um, I know we already went over the ringer shit. Yeah. I was going to bring attention to one tweet I highlighted. And it was just a guy who obviously got it. And his tweet was, it's clear that too many sensitive white boys are voting. Villanelle is a funny assassin in love with an MI6 agent who stabbed her! Exclamation point. And that was a guy, Saeed. So right. thanks, Saeed, for telling these incels what's what. And then under that... Oh, this was on Tumblr and um, it tickled me. And I was like, let me go back to Tumblr where I can put my messy musings. So this reblog is in GIFs and it's basically tagged how to get over your ex. A six step failed program by Villanelle. <laughs> and so already I was like, you had me at failed program. So first GIF says kill her. And there's a GIF of Villanelle shooting Eve with that little bitty gun that we hate. Number two, mourn her. And there's a GIF of sad Villanelle as a clown deflating or letting that balloon deflate that we see in one of the trailers. And we see Villanelle screaming at those children like we see in the trailers. The fourth GIF says move to a palace. And we see Villanelle in her flowery dress spinning around this place that Terrence thinks is for their wedding. But whatever. Five, find out she's alive. And then we get that slow-mo GIF of Villanelle looking confused. And shout to the people in the fandom who already put the math meme all over it. <laughs> you guys are amazing. And number six, which is my favorite, get back on your one woman circus tour. And so <laughs> after you find out she's alive and then we have gifts of her with the bloody eyes. So, so I'm glad someone else seems to think that she's talking to Eve. We also have the scene where she's laughing and uh, the Elton John look. And so I feel like this person gets where I'm coming from that when Villanelle is this over the top with her it's outfits, it's not for work. Right. Because for work, you gotta blend, bitch. You gotta blend for work. You gotta blend the fucking, like when she killed the perfume. Right. Uh, magnets she or whatever. She like, snuck in. She, she actually waited. Like she was like, I'm holding this tray and this is how well I'm blending in. 
Villanelle, why are you looking like Elton John? Motherfucking Chucky from Child's Play. Okay, you're literally in blood props. Like, whose blood is that in your eye? Is that real blood or is that is that sauce of some kind? Villanelle? And then sauce that close to your eye is dangerous. So, you know, that's a lot well, of Villanelle dedication. Villanelle likes to live dangerously. Right? You know how she, is. <laughs> she loves to live dangerously. This next one was also found on Tumblr from Please Return to Villanelle. And it was a reblog of a meme that says, killing even five words. And then there's a meme from, is her name Jane Krowski? Ali oh, Karkowski. Yeah. Jane, yeah, Jane Karkowski. There we go. And it looks like this is maybe from Kimmy Schmidt. I'm not sure. Kimmy Schmidt, maybe but 30 But it says, Rock. yeah, but the, I, I don't think it's 30 Rock, but maybe because she's funny in all these roles. But the caption says, fear, horniness, fear-based horniness. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's killing fear me even five based. words. Right. It's killing even five words. Fear, horniness, and fear-based horniness. <laughs> <laughs> It works. It works. It works. I was like, it's accurate. Right? Because it's a category (laughs) all on its own. It is. It's all on its own. Oh, and actually, this is my last one. And it was just an observation I saw also on Tumblr where someone says, is Villanelle's extra ass going to call Eve her ex-girlfriend throughout the whole season? Well. Uh, Probably because he's extra as fuck. And she was calling Eve her girlfriend right after she got stabbed. Right after she got stabbed. She was like, my girlfriend stabbed me. My girlfriend, she stabbed me. And Sebastian. Or don't stab. Wait, Gabriel, Gabriel. Ladies don't ladies stab. Ladies don't stab. I know, but mine does. Isn't she amazing? Poor Gabriel. Remember his parents were dead? <laughs> yeah. Oh. She was like, your parents are dead yeah, and your face looks like pizza. Face. What the fuck? Kill yourself. That's literally what she was like. End it all, Gabriel. End it all. And She's he was like, like oh don't my worry God. about it. I got you. She's like, I got you. <laughs> Freebie. Freebie on me. On three, say yellow. One, two, three. Lord. <laughs> So that is, um, that's it. So then we can go on to final takes. This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. Why don't you start us off? All right. Um, I have a sneaking, sneaking suspicion that uh, Kim bought you. <laughs> I thought, no, we've been here too long because you're like Kim And Fiona Shaw's. Fiona Shaw. Okay, I'm sleeping. Carolyn. I feel like they're going to be um I feel like they're going to be the even villanelle of this season meaning that they're going to get all this whoa attention fuck you this is your final take before it is. our last preseason snack and this, you want to fuck me up like that I just I mean things are they're saying oh we get to the cameras get to follow Carolyn home and we get to see Kim Botnia's family and it's like well those are things that you would do for people who are the main characters and I've gone from arc of series one it's just um Jody and Sandra oh series two I've just gone with Jess Jody and Sandra so we get this humongous poster <laughs> and there's four guys, people on Terrence the poster. Is still not over the poster. <laughs> With a white background. He's not over it. And he will never be over no. it. No. And then you put all four of them on the poster. <laughs> because you want us to listen. What makes us fond of the characters that pop in and leave is the fact that they pop in, are ridiculous, and then they leave. That's why we love them. They're prominent. They are they are they are fixtures their mainstays when i guess they're supposed to be and now we are saying well you know let's make them less immortal and make them more human and you know we're just down for that ride i mean sure 
fine, whatever. But with Oof. so many new players, and this is this has been my fear since the end of series two, when I heard all these people were hopping on, with so many new players that people need they need screen time and lines to read. And so if I'm here for my Sandra Oh and Jody Comer, and it's like so many other people on the screen to the point where I'm rocking back and forth waiting for one of my girls to pop back on. What, like what is that? What is that? Like I don't know what that like what is that? Like I'm watching. But is but am I watching an enjoyment? Am I watching sad side? Am I watching in anticipation? Am I watching like I'm being punished? Like how am I watching? Is this I want this to be a fun, fun ride. And yes, I'm sure that Carolyn's life is amazing. And I keep saying that I want like this backstory where I get to see her in her young agent days, you know, messing with and, and Julia. Right. Sorry. Oh well, yeah. I'm always gonna be about Carolyn I was about to say, and Julia. Julia. Right. Um, best in all the men in the spy business, and you know, winning some women. Like there's like I have archetypes for her and her series and her saga that I would love to be able to live through. Okay. But that okay. show is not called Killing Eve, unfortunately. It's called Keeping Up with the with the Martins. <laughs> right. <or something. laughs> right. Like it's got a different name. Something whatever like that, that right, show right. is. So. Unless you're trying to say that you want the spinoff to write Suzanne, like I don't, I don't know, <laughs> like maybe you want to write for the spinoff, but I just don't want this season series to feel like a spinoff show about my favorite show. I want it to be my favorite show. So Indeed. I don't know Indeed. if that's what you did. We have no idea. We didn't get screeners. We don't know if that's what you did. That's just my final take with all of the stuff that we were bombarded with of late. And this is me just trying to make some sense. I feel like if we got sense. screeners, the BBC would never give us give it to them again <laughs> because we would have been like, watch party, but don't tell anybody. But then people would tell somebody and then we are fucked up. Yeah, well, and litigation. Well, well. <laughs> For the fandom. But um, no. Oh, sorry. Are you done? No, yeah. With- that ultimately is... Yeah, it let me let me have my favorite show. It's like it's like that's kind of dark, but it's a it's a relevant final take. We are concerned and there are other people who are concerned. And that's just because these annoying men who've written these articles have really shitty takes and the women have better takes generally. But it's all kind of vague that we can't really put stuff together except potentially what happens in the whole first episode. Right. All right. So a couple of points here. I guess this season is going to be manic as Fuck, like a delicious manic panic from all of our faves. And I cannot wait for that. Mm-hmm. I have been waiting to see Carolyn less together, like just a piece of her hair out of wisp. And we might get it this season. Like she looks like Villanelle and potentially the 12 are going to put her in a situation where she's going to be wilding. Her boss is going to be like, I mean, we don't usually talk to you because you usually got it like that. But girl, we are getting messages and notices and bills about your naughtiness. And it's got to stop. All right. Wait, you're, are you saying Carolyn's going to be her on her Agent Madani? Not that people know what Agent Madani is. I am so is. sick <laughs> of your Marvel references that no one else gets but me. I'm simply saying that Carolyn has been on her Agent Madani the whole time. Like, she does whatever she wants. But when it's working well for Carolyn, everyone's at her shit. Because why bother? It's like Villanelle. When it's working, leave them alone. But if shit starts going wrong, and potentially Peel wasn't something that shouldn't have went down the way it did because maybe someone else wanted Aaron Peel. But Carolyn decided that Aaron Peel did not to be brought in they just need to know the weapon that her people are like listen and then potentially if something shitty happens like we think it will to kenny or about kenny around surrounding kenny that puts him in distress that happens in the first episode that is of course is is bells bells ringing to her her um colleagues because she was like i'm careful 
I never get caught. Like these things don't happen to me. And so if it's now suddenly happening to her where she needs protection, she needs a detail, she's got to move. And now she's in some type of wit sec for MI6. That means that she is slipping a little bit because somebody got to her and someone is doing something. So that's one thing, manic panic. Like I've said before, it looks like everyone is unhinged and a bit feral in the best ways. So hopefully that means more characters will be reacting as opposed to plotting, which will lead to tons of messiness. And if there's one thing that comes across in these fucking trailers, it's chaotic and mess. Chaotic mess. Actually, yes. everybody. Constantine a mess. Villanelle's a mess. Eve's a mess. Carolyn's a mess. We just met Joe Dean. She's a mess. Everyone is a mess. I will also say that without them also being a mess, everyone looks like they're out of fucks to give, which is also fun. I mean, Constantine, I thought you had your fucks over there with your family, but right. something probably happens that you have decided to bring yourself back into the situation for some fucking reason. And uh, I also think dark everyone is going to rise. I think that... <laughs> Outside of what the trailers are showing us, that this potentially will be Killing Eve's darkest season, which is saying something. I think especially because we will have two major deaths that will be felt in the cast. And that is Kenny in the first half of the season and Constantine in the back half. We could lose more that are relevant to us. I don't know who they are. I feel like Pa and the rest of them coming in just to die also Um, People around Eve, people around Villanelle, Dasha, other people, they are just potentially being brought in to make the exodus by the time the series is over to increase the body count. Um, Or rather I'll say with all the dark people rising, I fear for the genuinely quote unquote good people, which is why I say again, Kenny is gone. Kenny will not survive in this world in which everyone is dark, but him, because that's what it looks like. Your mama dark, Eve dark, Villanelle dark, Constantine dark, Kenny you're like this little bright, adorable light with your computer light and you need to go somewhere safe. And um, let's see. So by Kenny, um, we and Elena shall mourn you. <laughs> oh, yes. And by by Big Daddy K, Constantine, you out of here. And I think I, I said this last time or maybe on the live that if Irina is not dead this season because of Constantine's fuck shit, Irina sees her father go down. And actually, you guys, I kind of want a thing. I kind of want a thing. And I don't know. And, and since since Suzanne and whoever the house is, is uh, working on Killing Eve season three likes to give shout outs to other pop culture references, I don't feel like this is out of the realm of reason for me to request. I'm going to play a little clip. You guys might recognize it. But this is the kind of energy I want between Irina and Villanelle if something goes down with Constantine. Reminiscent of the season one finale where they were bonded, but also like, you know, drama. And she did shoot her daddy right in front of her fucking face. That Adina should have some smoke for Villanelle, realistically. She already had smoke for Villanelle, but a little bit of empathy. But now she should have a shit ton of smoke. That sound. The cereal. That's Constantine's body. And that's Villanelle walking (laughs) on the cereal left behind. And that is Constantine's head. That's Villanelle pulling the knife out, right? And double checking this time this motherfucker dead because she didn't do it right the first time. And see, in this arena, in the back, like, oh my God! If you guys can't tell what this scene is from, you will shortly. If you've seen this film, that is. It's not my intention to do this in front of you. <laughs> for that, I'm sorry. I don't know if Villanelle would apologize. You can take though. my word for it. Your, Your mama, mama had it coming. <laughs> so First of all, you know Villanelle would have that John Fernita. Like, first of all, what you need to know is your dad was a piece of shit, okay? Like, she already kind of told Adina, like, your dad's a bad guy. It's the best part. You grow up, if you still feel raw about it, I'll be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Go! Okay! Woo! I'm still... 
still waiting. I don't give a fuck about what Tarantino does, but if he were to ever bother to do a Kill Bill sequel, if he could ever convince Uma Thurman to put herself through the drama and pain and nonsense all over again, that is the only sequel I want, is that little girl, grown up, coming to see about her mama. Renita. Right, right. She her like, mama's honor. Right. I'm going to you told me to. You told me to come see about right, you. So, I, I, so I'm here. I've been trained. I literally right. have been training since the moment you killed my mom in Cheerios, and um, it, it disturbed me because not only was I excited to have Cheerios that morning, to see my mom's bloody face amongst the Cheerios has scarred me, as you might imagine, for the rest of my life. And so I just would love that type of energy between Villanelle, and it would be a total call out to a, a pop culture film. But in this part of Kill Bill, so well known, I think it would just be cool because it would fit Villanelle's persona if she was just taking Constantine out. And I know we've seen pictures and things to indicate where Constantine's taken out. I'm just saying that my fantasies in my head that if Rita's over there and you know, she sees it and she's like, oh my God, uh, she can't take Villanelle. We know this. Right. So Villanelle would be like, wow, you saw that? Okay. Um, believe it or not, I really actually wasn't trying to do this in front of you because I kind of liked your ass. But um, you know, tell you what, if you still feel a way, if you still feel a way in 10 years, come find my ass. Right. I'll be waiting. Like you, like she's essentially saying you have the... She's giving her basically the room to flex. Like you could be whatever you want to be, including mad as hell. Like that is fine. And you know what? If you need to deal with me to resolve your issues down the line, then yeah, come and see about me. Come and see about those issues and we will work that out. Thank you. This is my Candace Palastri theory because it's so absurd. But I would just love it because it would just be cool because I love the character of Irina. I do not want her to die. I would prefer that she doesn't get killed. But I do think that she is someone that in a plausible future reality in which Villanelle isn't murdered or killed in the next 10 to 15 years, that Edina would absolutely have smoke for Villanelle. And she's already trending towards the highly intelligent with her multiple languages. She would be a problem for Villanelle oh, at nineteen twenty, a real fucking problem. So I would just like to see it. Also, if anyone wants to do those post quills, just like down the road where it's just Edina as a murderer who got issues... Oh, I'd watch that like too. Cassandra Kane right, or whatever. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, I was looking at my old notes for Detective Agency. Yeah, right. The Bitter Pill is a magazine that Eve is working at now because Kenny is dead. Quick thing. Place your bets on how many inanimate objects Eve strikes. I'm going to say six. Just, it's oh, out there. It's out there. Right. I should say seven because that's like say, a I heavenly think number. Is low. I think six is low. Wait, when you say strike, like you mean like hit intentionally comes yes. in contact with like right. the vending machine right. like herself her own body like those like planks the of bus, wood the bus at stop. the end right. of series yes. yes anything of which Eve could physically do violence to that is not like another person I'm gonna say eight only because there are only eight episodes so it gives her <laughs> the room to do something every episode if we get her on screen every episode that's a good guess that's but a good I guess. want it to be at least eight alright when Eve is drinking wine in the rain is that first episode and what is she thinking about i will always say villanelle because that's why i assume i wanted to be villanelle but i'm too. wondering if she no i won't even finish that what are you gonna say i wanted to be villanelle too but i don't want it to be first episode oddly i don't want it to be, i don't want it to be raining like that first episode i want the rain to be something that happens if it is first episode i want it to be the latter half of the first episode like i don't want us to start with in the Eve rain no i actually think our first scene and this will be something if it's true. But I really do believe our first scene. Okay, here's a, we can call this out. And I don't even know what kind of bet or something we'll have to figure out later. But I am going to say that the first scene of Eve is Kenny waking her up in her bed. And I'm going to say that the first scene of Villanelle, and this pains me, the wedding bullshit. Not the wedding. Yep. Yes. Yep. I really feel like they're going to smack us in the face. Just 
smack us in the fucking face. Boom. Here's Kenny. Boom. Here's Villanelle. I really feel like they're going to smack us in the face because all the reviews say, oh, it starts right up. It starts right up. But where's the story? Where's right this? Up. Whatever. It's six so, months. But that's what I'm saying. In order for it to start right up six months later, you have to just throw us into the action, which is why I feel yeah. like. Remember what I said? I said we couldn't possibly have the wedding in the first episode because if we did, they would just have to do it. And I was rationalizing how you have to build up to something like that. And since we're not, that must mean they throw us in there right away. Like the minute we see Villanelle, Villanelle's on her wedding bullshit. And for those of you that will be tuning into that live, prepare for the screaming. Right, honestly, right. Come back when you're done watching Killing Eve if you want to hear the fucking lines. Because I know I will be screaming a lot. <sighs> Look, I've slammed my drink down twice just thinking about it because it stresses me out. And it really, really, really does. Really does. All right. Next prediction where we close out here. When does Eve get the teddy bear that Villanelle is shopping for? All melancholy and shit like a love struck teenager. I'm going to say... That it's episode three. Oh, I was going to say episode three. You All cunt. right. So then I'm going to move it. <laughs> I'm going to move it. You can keep it. You can keep it. What if episode three is a winner? I feel like episode three is a is a solid choice because I'm like one wedding, two discovery, three obsession. That sounds right. Right. But if you want to throw murder in there somewhere and have it be Murder's always episode, there. See, right, murder's always right. there. It's not its own episode. It's what Villain's doing on the side in tandem while she's training people and just living her life. I feel like we will see those murders and it'll just be cool murders, yeah. but it won't be anything to move the plot forward. Yeah. It's, I really like the idea of episode Which three. Is shitty. Because at least in season one, when the murders, like you, it was a love letter. I mean, it right. wasn't because she didn't know she was sending them to Eve right away, but they became that way because you knew Villano just did a murder. I'm waiting for you, Eve Palashi, to do that thing you do where you're right. like just figuring it out. This is my design, or uh, ultimately, well, this is rather ingenious. I'm damn. She's like, damn, that's <laughs> the way you did that kill, girl. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, episode three is a pro pro unless they're doing filler for some reason than episode four, but leave it at three. I'll leave it at three. It's fine. And that scene in the trailer when Eve sits down on a bunk bed and she hits her head, where do you think she is? I think she's in um, uh, Kenny's flat. I think that for some reason she what? had to stay by Kenny. Uh, why does Kenny have bunk beds? Does he never, um, ever... And who else is in the other bed? Is that for someone his... else from Bitter Pill? That's probably oh, man. where he works, at, where he sleeps. Maybe like that could be his setup. Uh, maybe that was always his setup. Like I feel like he was living in like the other crash pad where Carolyn was like, "Never mind the smell." Like Kenny probably had stuff everywhere, which is why he was also very particular about squares with the toilet paper because he's like, "Well, this is mine, Lord. and I brought it and." That was him trying to be like, well, this is the thing that I could do for me. And so if you need toilet paper, then maybe you should have thought about bringing some to use the bathroom. Like, right. Right through my surprise. <laughs> but he over here hoarding squares of toilet paper like he in the pandemic. Like, I can't. I think my other final thought was going to be outside of what I said in the last snack that Villanelle wants a jealous Eve and a messy Eve. I would also like to add that she wants a possessive Eve because and honestly no one needs to at me about toxicity of possession and stuff like that because oh actually we were talking about that recently on Gentleman Jack Crack in terms of like what possessiveness can look like and the more extreme it gets the more toxic it gets and potentially indicates something else about the personality that could be a red flag but in this fictional entertainment context of killing Eve a possessiveness 
is the cat's cat's meow, the bee's knees. And I think Villanelle would be really into it because she's already there in a way that Eve wasn't ready to get down with, even though I think, ooh, ooh. Here's what I can hope from the wife stuff if Villanelle doesn't take her wife out right away mm. is that it wakes up this possessiveness in Eve. Like whatever was chilling, whatever was in the coma of life as she's been recovering psychologically and physically, but she's just sort of been in stasis, gets reawakened by the sheer knowledge that Villanelle has found someone else. And for the time being, Eve believes that it's real, which is goes back to what I was saying, that for a moment, until she actually sees Villanelle, and since we're confirming that this bitch not gonna see Villanelle, um, really, in the first five episodes, then that is enough time to set that up and start the, the shit, the bullshit, and have Villanelle be like, I'm having the best time, and Eve for not really to understand that there was never a threat here until she actually lays eyes on Villanelle to get that in-person energy. I think part of the issue with Eve is that she was never fully in belief that Villanelle was 100% into her. Like she's like, maybe that's a, a self-esteem issue or other things. But even when we were at the, in the season finale, when Aaron Peel is there and Villanelle is sitting opposite from Aaron and she's playing that whole game and Eve is just run in with a fucking paper knife to be like, I'm going to get you, Aaron. And it's like, you left Hugo to die and all this shit because you literally came in here to run in and potentially stab someone to save fucking Villanelle. And yet, when Villanelle's playing her little mind games with Aaron and she's like, oh, Eve, do you think I would kill you, Eve? And Eve is like, yes! Yes, bitch, I do think you would kill me. Oh my God, are you going to kill me? Fuck! And so I think we need to get to a place, like we always joke about, they need to have a conversation to talk but this needs to be one of those things where Eve needs to feel irreplaceable and indispensable because right now nothing about what Villanelle is doing is saying you're unique and irreplaceable (laughs) she's saying actually you're completely replaceable and I'm doing so much better than you and perhaps within that tango they'll hopefully be dancing comes the possessiveness of Eve that we saw from Villanelle where she's like you're mine no you're mine no, you don't know the best. Can they just Lord. be mutually each other's? Like, I feel like that's somebody's vow somewhere. And why couldn't somebody tell that to them girls? Y'all could be each other's. Like, it doesn't have to be this bad. But yeah, that's it. That is valid. Thanks. So ultimately, you guys, for these final takes, like we've said, and for those of you who joined us on the live, there are some things <laughs> that you're like, oh, I don't I don't know what's happening. What's happening? That just I feel actually like the trailer is frenetic, chaotic, not really sure what's going on. Right. But still really, really excited and pumped for it to come out. But, you know, the annoying men with their reviews have left some concerns. And so we want to close out our final takes with... um. A little ditty, a little spiritual in this here, Church of Killing Eve, with a little last stitch hope about prayers and hopes and dreams. And this is the last moment we can sort of put it into the universe, audio-wise, via podcast, before the season premiere. So we're going to do it. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Glory. I know we have a lot of younger listeners as well. Perhaps not, perhaps not. Just objectively, you could check that movie out because it is very well acted, starring Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, and Matthew Broderick. And it's about the Civil War and 54th Regiment, all black, that did some cool things and stuff. It's a very emotional film. Denzel got an Oscar for it. You might want to check it out. But if you have seen it, you might be aware of a very poignant scene in the film. And it's when the soldiers are about to go off to war, finally. And they could die because it's war. And it's the Civil War, so, you know, mad people died in that one. And so they are in a circle around a fire and they're singing. So be like, oh, let me just get this word in before we march off tomorrow. So this is what we're going to try to do to get a little word in before we march off to um, the great beyond, right. which is season three. 
and there was no returning once we hit Sunday, April 12th. There was no returning. We are there. It is happening. And that's it. <laughs> is that your little Killing Eve church bop? Yes. It's like, it's not a Negro spiritual. It's a Killing Eve spiritual. It is a Killing Eve spiritual. Well, what you looking for? I am looking for some unity. I'm looking for some more crack to appear on my timeline. I'm looking to support all of my favorite people and their favorite thoughts. I'm going to need yes. some fun yes. Sean Delaney. Yes. I am going to need some I'm Bob Eve kiss. Right. I, I feel like I should take this over because you're stuttering. As I come to you today in the final takes in the Church of Killing Eve and we prepare to walk this dark and windy and sometimes scary road into season three. Hey, man. I just want to ask for a few things that we need this season. (laughs) Preach, preacher. I feel like that's Kirk Franklin, but (laughs) what we need is we need a Villain Eve kiss. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes. We need a Villain Eve smash. All right. We need a Villain Eve fight. We need some, some tussling is what we need. Oh, please hear our cry. Please hear our cry and our prayers. We reject all of the notes of this is a boring season. We reject all of the meninists who say Killing Eve has lost his spark. We reject all of that. And if by chance someone wants to send over footage that didn't quite work, (laughs) um, you could send it over to research and science purposes. Hey, you guys at wellwellvillanelle.com. We'll take that. We'll take that. We'll take that. But as we stand here, friends, on the mountaintop, on the precipice of what could be the greatest goddamn season we've had to date, I ask you to keep the faith. I ask you, don't look to drag Suzanne. I say, hold fast in your faith. And believe in villainy. I said, believe in villainy. (laughs) Believe. Believe. And that's it, y'all. We will be back here at the Church of Killing Eve to say some more shit and stuff. I believe that concludes my final taste. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I guess that moves us on to our favorite line of the week. All righty-o. Favorite line of the week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Did you want to go first? Uh, my line. This is my favorite line of the week. Um, it is from the Admit It trailer, but it's basically the pre-recorded message that is in. It's the line from the teddy bear. Sorry, that should be our line. Like, right. This isn't about me, really? but it Eve, is. Really, the show Killing Eve isn't about. I'm moving up in the world. I see your lines coming up. Admitted, Villanelle, yes. you wish you were there. I mean, Every time I hear that, I'm going to say I both of y'all wish you were in the respective places of the thing, like with each other is basically She's what I'm saying. Eve. I heard about what you did to my cake, Eve. <laughs> <laughs> because I was literally watching you as you did it. No? So that is a great line, and that would have been my line if not for this other one. And it's just because I was already feeling when the first trailer came out, I was like, where the fuck is Eve? There's not enough Eve. There's not enough stuff to give me to muse about. And so I was feeling away. And then a couple days later, they were like, here's a trailer that's just like Eve. And I was like, yay! And this definitely 
I'm sure you guys won't be surprised that this is my line, was the most Eve statement of the Eve trailer. Your lives are in danger. Don't tell us. They're called the 12. <laughs> Yo, Eve, there's a way to be. She has a way to be. She's like, listen to the 12. And you know why I just said that? Because I don't give a fuck about you. But I thought you said we were friends. I thought you said we were going to karaoke. I, yeah, I said that, but it's <laughs> lip service, man. Lip service. Okay, oh, so excellent. Oh, so I guess I could try to do the rundown. Rundown sounds like a good idea. My brain is frazzled. We are far beyond dawn. The sun is completely high in the sky. It looks like we're rearing towards 10 a.m. And I was like, wasn't it just three? What the right. fuck just happened? Life is my, my, crazy, my, my, man. my. Uh, well, for those who are still with us, a reminder that you can reach out to us at hey you guys all one word at wellwellvillanelle.com. Our Insta is wellwellvillanelle, and our Twitter, if you're about it, about it, is wellvillanelle. Uh, we had to take a well off, but it's not because we are well off. Bad pun. Whoa, <laughs> why? Right, bad pun. God, bad pun. More bad hate pun. mail for Terrence, y'all. Uh, support Patreon in our show notes and come oh, some big merch. ups to like uh, I believe two or three of you. I will definitely be checking later today. Have already signed up and you guys are fucking awesome. Uh, maybe we'll try to stream a thing today. If Terrence makes himself available. Well, I'll do my best after my nap, after work. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, because it's about to be 10 a.m. So right. <laughs> a nap must be had. Uh, but yeah, uh, don't forget um, to also try to cop some merch because we have ridiculous ideas and we cannot be the only ones. Like, I mean... We can't be the only ones. And if there's nothing further, until next time, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. And new fucking hashtag, both Eve and Villano on their knees for each other in a fucking fight scene that results in them kissing at the end of it. Let's claim it. Woo. Eve has bruises, Villano has bruises. Let's claim it, you guys. It's fucking happening. Woo. Bye. Bye, guys. It's like totally murder.